a headache oh i got a headache yeah i got a headache what's up nothing how are you you liberal piece of shit i'm you uh, libtard <laughs> what a way to come out the gate it's not like this was uh, i didn't see this coming at all i threw it at you like a baseball you sure did <laughs> so uh just Libtarding it up, I guess. <laughs> Wanting justice for the innocent lives of people killed. It yeah. makes me super libtarded. How dare you? Mm-hmm. You know what's the most infuriating thing about all that shit? I know there are, there are a lot of infuriating things about that. Is these fucking clods who can't spell things right, can't do anything right, are suddenly experts on every single, like... Uh, like race relations. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and like don't look at facts. Oh, my don't God. look at. And it's both sides. I saw someone in this group today, that's like a Black Lives Matter support group, and they they shared this photo that if you quit Google, will show you that it's photoshopped, and these ladies are wearing these shirts, and it's like it's like I love Trump or something like that. Or it's just something, it's like ladies for Trump sort of thing. And there's like a shoe on it. I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's something along those lines. And it was photoshopped to be like, I'm a racist bitch on everyone's shirt. (laughs) And it it was shared. And it's like, fucking, first of all, a quick, I mean, research is really fast. Most of the time. (laughs) Usually. And... Why? Yeah, it's just it's it's stupid for anyone to share things that just aren't true. So people who don't know what they're talking about are getting so worked up about things and getting so angry and arguing with people. And they're people whose intellect I've never respected. So. So is it people on the opposite side? They just want more fire. So then they just make up something to be like, oh, get mad about this, too, in hopes that it'll. Well, they they say that there are people who are on the opposite side who, like, infiltrate and do things to make their opposing sides look worse. Yeah. So, like, pretending to be a libtard to make libtards look bad sort of thing. And vice versa, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. That that just makes your argument... Like, the white people who were going around and just busting windows and things, and there were, like, a lot of peaceful black protesters who were like, no, stop Stop. looting, stop. I mean, it's... Obviously, there were people of all kinds who were doing good and bad there, but there were people who were maybe not with the cause, making the cause look worse by being the ones to actually start the shit. And either side, that doesn't work. Like, it just demeans the whole... All of it does. ...opinion, whether what side it is, it just fucks it all up. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't stand that people don't look at... They let emotion take over. They'll be like, it's like when you know a person and they're like, I hate Becky. And you're like, well, why do you hate Becky? And then they're just like, she fucked Jim's boyfriend. And it's like, that that didn't happen. You just said that so I would hate him or hate Becky for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, give me the real reasons Becky fucking sucks. And then I'll decide. It's, It's because people also don't like to humanize. They just want to 
make someone look evil and bad. Like there, there's only one side to you and you are just evil and that is it. And almost, most people aren't only bad. No. And most people aren't only good. Correct. So, I mean, I things may like be that nice, need to be taken into account. But behind doors, I can be a real big dick. <laughs> I can talk some mad shit about people. But when I see them and they're like right in front of me, I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? And then I turn around to somebody. I'm like, I'm going to lure this fucking guy. Look at his fucking mullet. But then in the same rate, if I talk shit about someone, half the time you'll roll your fucking eyes at me. Me? Yes. <laughs> You did it earlier when I was complaining about someone. You just look at me like I'm like annoying you. That's just your interpretation. I've never eye-rolled or thought you were annoying me. I'm sure you've eye-rolled. I don't eye-roll. It's not in my lexicon of doing things. I go like this. I don't even know and if I can eye-roll. about things. Hold on. Of course you can eye-roll. Yes. Yeah, you're rolling your eyes very well. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt my it's, eyeballs. Well, it's, you know, pain is emotion. Emotion is pain. Pain for pleasure. So welcome to Couple of Critics <laughs> Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are a review podcast. We share differences in media, usually music with each other, and we review it. We talk about it. We share our opinions, and we talk about things that are completely off subject. Most of the time. Yeah. I like it that way. That's fine. And then a lot of times I have to interrupt what you're saying, some story that you're telling that has nothing to do with it, to bring it back to the song, to be like, hey, stop for a second, so I can just revel in this part of the song, because we have to, like, yeah. Stop. Listen to Janet laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you do a very good Janet laugh. I didn't even try. <laughs> if that's you not trying, then I, I can't even imagine. It just you. came out... Just came out like a poop. I'm a, I'm a little tired today. Mondays are always rough on me. Mondays suck, and today definitely fucking sucked. Today, well, and I don't have the same suckage as you do, because you are actually, like, in the heat. I sit on my ass in air conditioning, so, like, when you were sending me texts about how you were miserable, like, it's, it, it's really shitty. Like, it sucks, but I don't feel like there's a whole lot that I can say other than just kind of empathize with you, because... You can you can say, quit your dumb fucking job. <laughs> get inside. And that's my plan. My plan is to get you to quit your job that you don't love, that's uh, aging you. Quickly. And you can, we can move to Michigan and we can, uh, you can get an inside job if you want. Inside job. You can get I gotta a figure out how work to, from home job if you want I to. I got to figure out how to work for me. I'm tired of fucking making the man money. Okay, well, you need to figure that money. out before we fucking buy a house. Oh, yeah, I know, but I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna have to get a job when we go. I'm just saying, eventually, I need to stop working for another fucking dude while he sits in an air conditioned office, and doesn't have to fucking do anything while I'm sweating my balls off. Literally, my balls probably look like Mars, the surface of Mars right now. It went from horribly sweaty, damp swamp, and turned it into. Just a dust, a charred, red, irritated entanglement of chaos down there. Entanglement. Entanglement of chaos. I'm hurting. 
I mean, I should be spread legged right now. I should spread legs. I should be like in one of those gynecological stirrup stirrup things right now. I'd feel much better. I remember watching a spring break thing on MTV a long time ago, and this guy got real bad uh, chafing, and he was like, "You gotta, you gotta spray me," and he got like one of his guys. And he like lifted his legs up and pulled up his sack, and this was on MTV. Of course, they blurred stuff out, but the guy like sprayed him with some sort of jock itch spray. And I remember the guy like ended up almost crying because it burned so bad from getting the stuff sprayed on, which it does fucking hurt when you put something. But on then there. it feels better, right? I mean, yeah, but it's only worked for me if I'm done like walking. It seems like that stuff is more preventative than if you've already made sores on your body. Well, like it would yeah. just burn because you're just it like so much skin has been rubbed away that that's not meant to go on yeah. that layer of skin. Well, there's two ways to do it. There's the cream that I put on to soothe afterwards and then the powder to to the mentholated powder that to, you've talked about to help uh body cool friction. down that chowder. Not even cool it down, but just to stop the Rubbing of skin on skin. Like, you can't put a cream on and go out and fucking think you're not going to get all galled up. Plus, you've got Brillo pad pubes, so it's like, <laughs> it's got to be uncomfortable down there. I can't, I don't know if I can use the mentholated powder anymore. I think it was, Too I much? think I was using it so much that the mentholation, menthol, was like attacking my skin. Remember I had all those scratches on my balls? Yeah, but it that wouldn't have given you scratches. Well, I think what it was doing was making my skin super sensitive. So then when I scratched my balls, I actually scratched my balls. That or it was numbing them so you scratched your balls harder Maybe. than what you thought you should be. You know, they say you're supposed to pinch and roll and not scratch. but Sure. But the pinch, I know what they say about what, how you should handle balls. But the pinch and roll just doesn't work for me. I got I to gotta dig in, baby. <laughs> there was a whole Aquabat song about that. Pitch and roll, pitch and roll. When it's itchy, do the pitch and roll, pitch and roll. <laughs> so we uh, we listened to a Sam album this week. Me this week. It's one that you uh, wrote and put out. Yeah, it's my album. Uh-huh. It's called Sam Rides Again. Ew, I don't I don't like the sound of that. It sounds very western. It, well, it's not. It's me just taking Country. the the plot story from Ernest Rides Again, and I just insert my name. And that's what it was. Have you ever seen Ernest Rides Again? I don't believe so. Terrible movie. What what happens? Like, what's the? Because obviously he like saves Christmas, or he Goes saves Halloween, jail. or he saves jail. jail. <laughs> so like, I don't he saved what... camp. So what did he save in this one? I don't know what he saved. Because obviously he's saving lives. All I remember he's, he's on like a big cannon at one point. And he chases a lizard, and he's like, oh, that's one of those lizards you can cut in half, and they grow back again. <laughs> Ernest rides again. I'm going to look this look up right up now. Because I'm confusing it with uh, Ernest goes to Africa. Wernest? Wernest goes to Africa. God damn, I loved Ernest. I still do like Ernest. Ernest rides again, 1993. Okay. Oh, this is on Prime Video. We, we could watch this if we wanted to. Yay. The perpetually inept hillbilly Ernest P. Worrell <laughs> is working as a janitor at a university when he accidentally stumbles across an antique across an antique plate, which the school's history professor... Professor? I cannot... God... 
headache. Today's been a long day. My brain's shutting down. Uh, let's see. So he stumbles across an antique plate, which the school's history professor believes may lead to the long-missing real crown jewels of England. So you're looking for treasure? As the unlikely allies Ernest and Mellon begin their search, they wind up attracting the attention of Scotland Yard, whose detectives are eager to find the jewels before Ernest can. So yeah, it's a treasure hunt. It's a treasure Who the hunt. Fuck is Mellon? Mellon. Nan Mellon is a fuck, lady. Fuck you, Mellon. And there's also Doctor Abner, who is a, is Mel. Oh, okay, that's the history professor. So it's him and a history professor are trying to find these jewels before the Scottish Yard. And the, then there was detectives. Ernest goes to Africa. And wasn't there a one where Ernest played basketball? Well, there's Ernest in the Army. I haven't seen that. Slam Dunk Ernest? Yeah, Slam Dunk Ernest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1995 comedy sport. This has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) yet 80% of Google users have thumbs this up. This has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it. Nice. I think Ernest goes like in a lot. You want to know who else is in this movie? Uh, let's see. With the way your eyes just lit up, I'm going to say uh, the Casper guy. Devin Sawa? Yeah. No, Miguel Nunez. <laughs> oh, whoa. Miguel Nunez and yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It looks like uh, it looks like it might be. No, that's also on Prime. Nice. It looks like we might need to have an Ernest Marathon, <laughs> an Ernest Marathon this Independence Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing says celebrating freedom like watching Ernest movies. Oh my, what is this one? What is Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam? And that's an Ernest movie? This is 1986. This looks like an early one. This is also on Prime. What the fuck? Dr. Otto grows a hand out of his head as he conjures oh, a plant. I've seen. Okay. I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dr. Otto grows a hand out of his head as he conjures a plan to take over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I when, remember that. When you just did that, put your hand on put your hand on top uh-huh. of your head and did the Arr. I can I can see the picture in my brain. I can it's called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of Gloom of the Gloom Beam. <laughs> what a terrible name. So let's get to this album that we uh, listened to. And what did we listen to, Sam? <sighs> well, Sam, we listened to Rigor Mortis by Rigor Mortis. The debut album. Yeah. This album came out in 1988, so it is as old as my brother. Yeah. I was not aware. But this album fucking rules, in my opinion. My brother and my relationship definitely has Rigor Mortis set in. (laughs) (laughs) He killed that shit. Whatever, dude. The shit's out of my hands. My family and I just apparently don't get along very well. They don't like me. That's just how it goes. Because you're a bitch, Michelle. It is. That's why I need to move to another state and start over. Make my own fucking life with people who aren't constantly disappointed in me and uh, what happens, think poorly of me. What happens when it happens again in there? Then I'll learn that it's me and I'll finally <laughs> bludgeon myself to death. Gotcha. It's, it's a plan. It's definitely a plan. And I'll leave the house to you and then you'll get my life insurance money and... Sweet. Which isn't much, but whatever. It's more than what you have with me in your life. So 
<laughs> It'll definitely be an economic boost for me. It sure will. It'll be. I can't imagine it being much of anything other than positive for you. <laughs> I truly can't. You can start over in so many more ways. You can sell the home that I bludgeoned myself to death in. Fuck no, it's my home. You wouldn't buy another home? No. You want to be in the death house? Yes. I want to see your ghost. That's not happening. I don't believe in that shit. I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> but you believe in that? We need an Ernest Goes to Hell movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find I Jim think That's Barney. what ended up happening. <laughs> I doubt it. He was a good he was a good uh, Christian boy. I remember getting an argument with a kid on the golf team that was not from our school. It was when we were playing against someone. And it was usually how that works. It was years before Jim Varney actually died, and he was like, Ernest died. And I was like, No, he didn't. I remember it lasted like 15 minutes of just back and forth. It like, almost got heated. And that's when you couldn't just look it up online real quick. No, no. I just, I was, it was one of those things where I was like, I would know if Jim Varney died, dude. Like, he's not dead. He just put out, what was it called? Beverly Hillbillies? Slam Dunk Ernest. Oh, God. That was 95. Starring Kareem. And I think the guy who's going to come up on every podcast from here on out. I fucking hope Miguel so. Miguel Nunes. I need, I, I need to secretly infiltrate like every other podcast or so with Miguel Nunes in some way. You can do the what's the, the eight degrees of Kevin Bacon, but do it eight it's, degrees it's of Miguel Nunes. It's six degrees. It's not as far well, as you. Well, you might need eight with Miguel. I kind of doubt it. I want to look up his, uh, his movies and see how... I, I feel like when I looked it up, he has a pretty big... Like, he's acted in a lot of things. Yeah, because he's a genuinely good actor. <sighs> Joanna Man is on Netflix, Sam. Maybe that's going to be the next thing. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Have you seen Joanna Man? I've never. I haven't either. But I see it has some people in it other than him, so that's interesting. All right, you want to get this album started? <laughs> I sure do. All right. Here I we want to get it started we got our so sp- we can get through it. Oh, be done that, that kind of gave me a sneak peek. I knew you were going to like this. You, you thought uh, I was going to like this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're coming in with an instrumental titled, Welcome to Your Funeral. Welcome to Your Funeral. The tones on this album, I've got to admit right off the bat, it's not recorded very well. Okay. You, kinda, you, you said that to me when you gave it to me. Did I? Yeah, the guitar is real like... Uh, not there. So what's the deal with... What's the deal with how each song on this... Oh, I'm looking at an expanded version. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I sent you a playlist of the original album release. The one you can buy I... now has extra songs on it that I didn't want to put you through. I appreciate that. Yeah. So... But are you going to ask why everyone says featuring Mike Skasha and Bruce K- Corbett? I think is his name uh because those guys ended up being something casey or oh it says casey or on there too uh hard i don't i can't only see so much without actually clicking on it harden harrison and dave dave ogilvy ogilvy i don't know who that is but uh mike skasha is the guitar player very well known and renowned guitar player. Have you heard of the band Ministry? Yes, I've heard of them. I've never been a fan, but they're huge. Al Jorgensen is the singer, but like people fucking love Ministry. And Mike Skesha was 
a big part of that group for a while. I don't think he lasted for a, while, a long time. But then Bruce Corbett, he was in another band called War Beast that was doing good stuff. Casey Orr is the on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off bass player for Guar. That's how I found out. That's how I first heard of Casey Orr. So who's the vocalist? Bruce Corbett. Which one is he? He, he was just in another band called War Beast. Because every once in a while, I get kind of a guar feel. Yeah. Not like full oh. on, but there's a little bit in vocals. Well, sometimes at some point. Casey Orr does the vocals on a few of these is songs. Is he the one who's in? He's the one that was bass, sometimes bass on. player off and on a guar. He might be the bass player right now. I mean, it's literally on and off. I think it's been like five times. But that's how... Adam and I knew who Casey Orr was. We thought he was the coolest. And then Adam found his first band, which was this band, Rigor Mortis. Yeah. And this was, they were 80s titans in Texas. And Pantera and Rigor Mortis had a feud trying to be the biggest band in Texas. Obviously. Yeah. yeah obviously. Uh, obviously, Pantera took the title. Many more people listen to Pantera than they listen to Rigor Mortis. Makes sense. Yeah, you can understand why. Like, yeah, White Power with one of them. <laughs> Maybe all of them. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I guess if this is from Teja, you never know. But yeah, they Pantera and Rigor Mortis had like an active feud there for a while. Why? They just wanted to be the biggest band in Texas. It was like very competitive scene well god bless texas with his own hands and uh they brought down angels from they, the promised land <laughs> they both used to play at this place called the rail club in fort in fort worth texas and uh like the rail club is this place like one of the, a lot of big bands it was like their home where this guy would book anybody and he would like put him up on a pedestal did you just burp? I burped a bit ago. It might have just wafted over to you finally. Yeah, it smells like food. <laughs> it's weird. Smell like chili? I mean, I had chili, but it doesn't smell like anything I put in me. I mean, I burped maybe when I said excuse me, which was about a minute and a half ago. I, no, it smells like like a restaurant walked through here. It's weird. <laughs> Please continue. I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah, there's a big Pantera feud. Uh, the rail club they would wouldn't book with each other uh, such a feud that when Phil and Selmo joined Pantera he didn't know about the feud and he got this rigor mortis demo tape and he fucking loved it and he had it sitting out on his uh, stereo system and the bass player from Pantera Rex Brown showed up and he was like what the fuck is this I was like what is this band called rigor mortis they're awesome he was like you can't have this like we're we're in war with these guys and Phil never really wanted to be at war with them because he fucking loved them, but he had to like, it's so dumb. It's oh, like, it's, it's very dumb. They should have just gone on tour together. My friend hates you. They should have just gone on tour together and been a fucking power duo because Mike Scotia is a fucking amazing guitar player. And I think that might've also been it. Like, Oh, another guy can shred as good as me. 
It's kind of like referring to that post that you made earlier, and I'm not trying to put anyone on the spot who oh listens. But I'm it, so glad you like this comment. <laughs> I, I I did like it, and it's it's ref, ref, referring to this whole mentality, like join instead of combat. If you have like a lot of the same views and interests, why does it have to why why does it have to be like a one upmanship? Why can't you just like join and be more powerful? Yeah, I said. Well, what did I say? You should have a di- have a di- have a distaste with me not combat or something mm, like something that new. yeah but uh, it's just uh, i mean i don't know how it ended i know that phil ended up coming on stage a bunch of times with rigor mortis eventually when they would get back together and do like reunion shows mm-hmm. there's many videos of phil getting on stage and singing songs with them so it never lasted with phil what do you think of a rick and morty rigor mortis cover band Rick and Mortis? Rig Riggy and Mortis? <laughs> rigor Mortis? Rigor, rigor No, that's what it is. Rigor I Morty? I fucking I like Rick and Morty, but I I'm tired of fucking seeing it everywhere. I fell off. Like I, I feel like one of the last episodes that I saw was the Pickle Rick one. Yeah. I finally me too. saw it. And then I just like stopped watching the show. I mean it's a funny show, it's but fine, it's fine, but it's also really depressing. Oh, it can be and there, for sure. <laughs> there are so many comedy shows that I enjoy even that are just like take they take all these serious turns. Like Bojack Horseman. Oh yeah. Went like way more like hard on the serious issues, even though it's still totally funny. It yeah. And fucking which we need to watch more of it, but the latest season of F is for family. We watched like the second episode or something like that, and it ended so sad. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. And it's like, wait, you're supposed to be like a funny show, and you're just like depressing. It's like comedies now are just like, well, we're not only here to make you laugh. And maybe by bringing you into the depths of despair, the funny moments are even funnier. Yeah, because it relieves the tension. The juxtaposition, but you also kind of aren't asking for something that heavy when you want to watch a cartoon comedy. So yeah. that's, that's, I mean, so I, I, I like these shows, but it makes me kind of like, if that's not really what I'm after, it can kind of wear me down. And yeah. I just kind of like it. I feel like I have to be, I have to really like build myself up to, to put myself there. So <laughs> I think that's why I stopped watching it. Bring me down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why, cause I, I mean, that's what I said on the last FS for family episode. I was like, wow, that was like, that, that was depressing. And then I just like turned it off. <laughs> And put something funny on. Some like Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee clip montage. Yelling at each other. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Demons. We will finally get Bruce Corbett with his amazing vocals coming in at us. (laughs) That look on your face was good. I understand. It's a very goofy vocal performance. See... But then I also try to put myself in the place because to me, this is like, obviously, I'm not going to be into it. But then I think about like, well, then, like, how do you feel when you're listening to something like a Janet Jackson greatest hits that you don't give a shit about or a best of? But like the difference is you would at least be somewhat familiar with some of those because you'd hear them out in the world. Yeah. So much of your music, it is all brand new. Yeah. (laughs) Every time. A lot of my music metal guys don't even listen to <laughs> but for me for sure it's just all so I, I i don't want to say like it's harder to differentiate but it is a little harder for me to like pick apart all the different like genre, sub-genres yeah. and things like that because to me it all just does kind of 
fade more into one thing. It's not my bag. I didn't expect it to be. Not at all. Here we go. Here comes Bruce. Nope, never mind. <laughs> what, what did you look at that you're giving me a sour face? I was given... It's the lady who lives diagonally across the street. Oh. She was walking down the street. <laughs> Being nosy. Who fucking knows? So yeah, Bruce Corbett's voice, I understand. It's very goofy because it's like... I, I fucking love it for some reason. I like goofy, like, weird stuff. It gives me a feeling in more of like, yeah, like I said, kind of, it doesn't sound like guar, but it has more, it's in that vein because it is being goofy. But it's also that like, kind of put on, to me, sounding like, I'm trying to be tough. I'm a big, it's also kind of a Phil Anselmo thing a little bit that I hear. It's just trying, and I don't know if it's a Southern thing. Maybe it's also a Southern thing. I don't know. Of just being like a little dog. With this band, they're so heavily into horror movies, and like basically all these songs are based off of a horror movie. I mean, this is the song Demons is about the movie Demons. So, Demons or something? <laughs> yeah. Can't remember the whole quote. Uh, oh, Demons or something? Yeah. I don't know. I'll put it in right here. Demons or You just heard it. <laughs> But yeah, all their songs are so about horror movies that it feels like the way that he's doing his voice on this is like, I'm Mr. Horror! Oh! Like, it's almost got like a ghoul sound to it. <laughs> and it's probably the only way he can sing. Like, it's like me with doing a goofy voice. For some reason, I can hit notes way fucking easier if I'm doing some stupid voice that if I actually try and sing for real. So it just seems like so many of these voices are hard to do, especially for long periods of time, and they're damaging to the throat, so it doesn't seem like it's easier. Well, Bruce Corbett did die of esophageal cancer. I didn't say it right. Esophageal? Esophagus cancer. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. That's what he died from in 2019, which I found out mere moments before we started this. I knew that Mike Skasha was dead. He probably died a while wasn't ago. from singing, though. Eh, probably not, but I'm just saying it can be damaging. Although there is a way to sing in these ways and not fuck up your voice, which is all... <laughs> no, well, <laughs> James Heffield did fuck his voice up, and then you got that voice. <laughs> he didn't sound like that until four albums in. He fucked his voice up when he was recording the Black Album. And they had to stop recording for a while. He had to heal, and he took singing lessons. And then we got, yeah, James Hetfield. He used to just like shriek. All my favorite Metallica. It's not yeah, Metallica. So that's it's, his way of not being able to do that anymore. Like he, this is like where the shriek would have been. But now it's just me saying yeehaw. I think so. Yeah. I mean, his voice completely changed. Is he from I have no idea where James Hetfield's from. I, I only know he not. grew up in a very religious household. That's all I know about him. And he looks like a lion. He definitely looks like a, not as Lou Pearlman, 
lion as much as he does, but he does have a lion look. Uh, people often said, well, I don't know if they actually said, but there's a meme where it's the cowardly lion. Okay, yes. Next to James Hetfield now, like with age. He's from California. And it's it's pretty spot on. James Hetfield's upbringing was so religious that when he took health class, he had to be excused because teaching health and talking about the body was against like his parents' religious wishes. So he wasn't allowed to be... Like if it wasn't talking about how God created the body... And God did so, so, like science stuff. He so why was he in a fucking public school? Period. I'm sure they were, didn't have enough money for a private <laughs> Catholic school or Christian school. I don't know if he was Catholic, but so he just got bad grades and health. I guess, and then he became fucking Mr. Metal Man James Hetfield. He's like, I may not know where a vagina is, but yeah, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. It's so because by then he still didn't know where a vagina was or what it was or how it worked. It's so it took a long up time that most people just do know James Hetfield as the yeah, give me fuel, give me fire. I know he exists, but I, I, I mean his singing style. I that and it's like yeah, like yeah. my James Hetfield when I think of him singing is. Shrieking like, the good stuff. Like, I, I stopped listening to Metallica by like right at the Black Album. Aren't you pretentious and cool? No, I'm not. I mean, the pretentious part, yes. The cool part, no. No, you're on fire. We talked about this earlier. Your balls are scorched. <laughs> it's a scorched earth policy down there. Speaking of that, you want to move on to the next song? <laughs> yeah, bodily dismemberment. I bet that's what you'd like to do. <laughs> Cut those bitches off. I wish I had removable balls. I think I brought that up on the podcast. Yeah, I did on the Bob episode, the last one. I wish I had removable hair. I told you that I wish I could uh, grow my hair out and then shave it and have it made into a wig so I can be bald. But when I want to have hair, I can wear my own hair. And you said that was weird. I don't think that's weird. I just think having a wearable thing made out of something that grew on you is weird. Like, like it's on the same level as Leatherface to me. (laughs) Well, first of all, it's not... It's... It's weird to cut your skin off. That's why he cut other people's skin off and wore their face. But I don't want to wear a face. I would l- rather wear my own hair. I mean, it, it's technically a good idea. Versus wearing someone else's hair in a wig. True. Just keep growing your hair out and like doing different styles. So like today I've got a bob. Yeah, I'll have your brother's hair. <laughs> today I've got a beehive. Your mom's hair. My mom's got generic above 50-year-old lady hair. Your mom and I have similar hair right now. Only mine has, it's way fuller. Yeah. Uh, A song about dismembering a girl right after sex. You gotta love it. I can't believe you can understand what's being said. I've listened to this album a fucking lot. That doesn't. Open up those sounds into words. And as you reach your climax, I'll be reaching for my axe. (laughs) Well, I guess at least she got off before she died. Yeah. She went out on a high note. I was going to say, this is not a rape song. It was consensual sex. And then he just kills her at the end. Do you think he got off too? Or did he just make sure that she came? So he gave her a pleasant or more pleasant death. He made sure she came. Then he dismembered her. Then he came. I figured. On top. Oh, Sneeze Central. Sorry. That way you can just assemble the parts wherever you want and just come on which ones you want. 
I can come on a hand and a foot at the same time. That's... I don't like this conversation. <laughs> I may have had a hand or a foot in starting it, but I, uh, I'd like to stop it. So, I guess you didn't pick up, like, you barely picked up anything from the lyrics and stuff? Correct. <laughs> I gotta... Not only is it that voice, the... There's the attitude in it. Yeah! But it's... This is a time where they were still putting shit tons of reverb on everything. Like, the guitar has a bunch of reverb on it for some reason. That's why it sounds so, like, airy and not, like, full. His voice has a shit ton of reverb on it, which is probably to hide, like, bad performance, maybe. The snare drum has a huge amount of reverb on it, which is not the thing to do anymore. Like, in the 80s, metal, they were just like, yeah, well, you can put reverb on it. Come on, now. And that completely stopped eventually. The only thing you really put... You do put reverb on snare just a little bit, but not to make that, like... Sound. It does. I like how you said airy because I think that's a good way to explain it. It takes some of the fullness out. It takes some of the fullness out and it makes it hard to hear how intricate he's actually playing and how fast he's actually playing it. It sounds far away. It does. Like the bass is more legible in this album than most metal albums usually are. It definitely sounds a little angsty. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't watch this documentary, but apparently, Rigor Morris were fucking crazy. Like, I think there's a story about a stabbing at one point. So it wasn't just putting on big voices and acting big. They were actual, I like. Think they were actual shits. nut bars, yes. Dismembering bodies, and. I'm not going to go that far, but may- I swear there's a story about somebody being stabbed or they stabbed somebody. There's but, some documentary that I haven't I watched. I mean, bodily dismemberment is a song title, yeah. so. And then Welcome to Your Funeral, so at least they were respecting the dead after they killed them, I guess. I mean, every song is about death. <laughs> I don't know I mean, one of them is called Slow Death. What one's not? Vampire. It's about a vampire killing people. Yeah, but they also count. One. All vampires count. Ha, ha, ha. Two. Ha, ha, ha. Shroud of Gloom? That could have been my nickname. That doesn't mean death. That just means you're not pleasant to be around, Michelle. <laughs> All right, maybe that song, but I don't know the lyrics to that song. See, like this part. That gets lost in the fucking reverb. And if they just cut all that I reverb agree. out, you would hear the 16th notes way better. But it was just the fucking style. And you can't even say that it's because of, like, it being old. No. It's definitely a choice, and it's a a weird choice. It's definitely a choice. And I think the next album, Freaks, I think that has way less reverb on the stuff, and it's way fuller. But then for some reason, like, I didn't like it as much because now I'm accustomed to the way rigor mortis sounded on this. Are you going through puberty? Say that again. Well... Rigor mortis. Rigor mortis. It's like the Western guy. Well, now you go over there and you pick up the cow pie. I wish you could make those sharp S sounds doing it. What's a sharp S sound? Oh, you know, like, I always think of Fifle Goes West, of the dog, the old deputy. Sure. Yeah, like, putting those, like, like high, well, like, whispery, like, yeah. Well, you see, 
<laughs> I can't. I can, I can only go back and forth. Well, now you go around yonder on them hills. And then insert the. I can't. Well, yeah, you see. I, can't even like, I had a dog and it died, so I had to cook it up in a stew and eat it. I was going to skillet. You gotta cook it in a skillet before you put uh, it in the stew. My favorite band, Skillet. Sear it in the skillet before you put it in the stew. Sear it in the skillet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the best. Uh, I always think of Fifel Goes West, not even know if that's a great impression. I think the best one is Old Man Herbert from Family Guy. That's, yeah. That voice is the best. He's definitely got the whistle. Oh, it's tone perfect. It's perfect. So that I guess that's a better well, reference. Well, you got to... Well, I can't come down to the basement or something. Get I can't... Popsicles in the freezer. Basement. In the freezer. I can't... I can this only do the whistle on the W. <laughs> yeah, awful. probably. All right, let's move on to Condemned to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Adam and I have jammed to this album so many times. The only two members of Corpuside that listened to this fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean, do you think the other two just weren't familiar with it or they just didn't like it? Well, I have a feeling it wouldn't be Kirk's bag because it's straight like thrash metal all the time. Kirk likes a little bit more uh, groove to his metal. Which I agree with. And Kent, I think the vocals would just, and production quality would just... Annoy him? Uh, yeah, it would just turn him off Be kind of grating? Yeah. Like, Kent never liked a bunch of bands I liked. And vice versa, you know? Because he, I mean, kind of going with how you were more underground and I was able to listen to more radio-friendly things, he was kind of like that a little more with music too right like he's a little more open to radio friendly music yeah he's more open to it he just seemed to like bands that actually paid for good recordings and a guy didn't go he, he likes full recordings there's a part of me that the shittier it sounds I'm like oh yeah it's even better now like oh, there'll be bands like death so like I heard like their fourth album which was great but then I heard their first album, and the production quality is way worse. And I'm like, well, this is obviously the best album. <laughs> Weird. Because I usually prefer more polished. I don't know, polished, but, you know, cleaner, fuller sounds as well. Yeah. For some reason, too, metal to me, for some reason, like the more it gets cleaned up and polished and computerized and fixed with computers and stuff... It just seems like it's the antithesis of what metal actually was supposed to be. Like, I like it when it's a bunch of guys just in a room who paid the bare minimum to get their recording done. They just wanted the music done and out there. For some reason, it just feels better to me. I know it doesn't sound as good. Yeah. But, but I just... There's a lot of bands that I like the shittier recordings. Like the Misfits, when they started getting more cleaned up, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I want the ones that sound like shit. Yeah, we've definitely touched on that a handful of times on this. Um, movies can be that way too. Like, I love shitty-looking old movies like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, like technically, like B movies, right? Yes, yes. I, I think it's because 
I'm into production of things. So, like, that always feels more like it was a team, like, just going out there and doing what they wanted to do. Whereas if, like, Being a more hands studio on. made it, it's yeah. like, ah, this is for the fucking man. This one was made by a bunch of fucking freaks and hippies that were just getting stoned all day and that just wanted to sense. make something weird. I understand that. Yeah. It does seem a little more alternative, I guess, or underground, which is the whole thing of what I was just talking about. Way to come yeah. full circle. Full circle. Another way to come full circle in no way, shape, or form is that uh, you look like Roger Klotz with your hair slicked back <laughs> with sweat and your headphones on. And if anyone... Roger Klotz from... From Doug. From Doug? With your red hair slicked back, <laughs> you may as well have a, a leather jacket on right now. Come here, Patty Mays. <laughs> weird. I'm Roger. Let me see if I can do Skeeter. Hey, Doug. That was awful. <laughs> I'm Patty Man- Mayonnaise. She did sound like that. Yeah, because then the lady who voiced her was on Orange is the New Black. Are you serious? She doesn't sound like this, though. But I'm Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm what, Pabity Mayonnaise? What's her like now? Pabity? I'm Pabity Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Old DeBugs crush, Pabity Mayonnaise. Old Mayonnaise has been, <laughs> she's been drinking lots of Pabst. Oh, the so worst. she went from Patty to Pabity. <laughs> All right, we got one song and then we're going to go on break. That sounds good. We got to get that cat in from outside who probably yeah, has fleas now. Son, that son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. This is a song called Wizard of Wizard of Gore, which, little side note, Bruce Corbett, the singer, ended up being in a band called Wizards of Gore. Oh, I love this. You think that was planned? Hi, I'm Sammy Terry. Ah, this brings me back to being in Adam's van, the black van that he made the bumper that said I got wood on it. Yeah. Just being in there, driving around, smoking pot. Yeah, I will always remember. Was it your van or was it his van that you stepped out of when I saw you for the first time in a while and I told you you looked like Jesus? It was Adam's van. I thought so. I, I, I thought so. It was definitely Adam's And then I was like, oh man, we're adults now. You slid out of your seat, didn't you? I was standing, <laughs> but I I did get a little fluttery inside. <laughs> like, who is this disgusting, raggedy, long-haired, looking, adorable, hilarious person in front of me? That's me. That's me. And now you know the real me. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> That's not true. Wizard of Gore! I, when we started listening to this for the podcast, I fucking, I forgot how much. out of your chair? Yeah, yeah. I forgot how much I liked it. I fucking hate the vocals in this. It's. Why to die? Do you smell the food smell that keeps coming in here? I just burped again. I don't know how you, but you, uh, you ate chili, but it smells like Mexican food. Well, I did have a chilito. <laughs> yeah, it's chili. 
I'm sorry. I it's mean, it's just a chili burrito. That's what a chilito is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's Mexican all of a sudden because it says Ito at the end. <laughs> Judge Judge Ito. You know who Judge Ito is? I think he was the judge in the uh, O.J. Simpson trial. That doesn't sound right, but okay. Oh, we're going to find out. <laughs> Buckets of blood! <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just laughing at. Like, I know exactly why people would be like, I can't stand the vocals, but... I, I think it, it's the sound of it. Yeah, it's it's not... It's like, yeah, like what he's saying is cheesy, but it's the delivery. Buckets of blood! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> to destroy! Oh, God, she's dying. You all right? Lance Ito. You're right. I thought so. That's the OJ judge. I can see him right now in my brain. He could have been a better judge. It's not up to him. It's the jury. I'm pretending it is. By the way, what do you think about the picture? The rigor mortis picture, the logo, like the mascot. Well, it turns because you always put your phone on whatever that's called. Isn't it hilarious? No. You don't think that's hilarious that it's a skull with, like, long hair? (laughs) No. (laughs) Why would I think a skull with hair is hilarious? I see Halloween costumes every year and decorations. Because it's fucking funny. You don't see that one. It looks like it's been smashed through between the eyes. Yep. It's like a Cyclops guy. Okay. It's the fucking best. It's the best. All right. So you want to get to taking a break and maybe see if that cat's on the back porch? He's not, but yeah, let's take a break. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And uh, we're going to go out on a different rigor mortis song from a different album so you can hear the different production. Sounds more punk. Oh my god, look at that cover. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, we'll be back. We will. Is your eroding, chode, burning, and looking frayed? Wanna stop the skin on your nuts from decay? You nearly scratch it off, don't get carried away. You need gall ball remover today. Don't have time for creams and powders. Make your sack like bowls of chowders. Walking like you rode a horse lost at a game of intercourse. Gall ball remover will do the trick. We take your balls and we leave your dick. No more inflamed testicle despair. Get ready to have more room down there. 1-800-N-O-B-A-L-L-S Go out and call me 1-800-N-O-B-A-L-L-S Go out and call me Spidey? Spivey Okay, so it's on the... Album. Did you? Your head is bleeding. Yeah, I just I, sorry. Here. Picked a pimple. God damn it. Hand me a napkin, please. Thank you. Let me dab my forehead. Jesus, I didn't realize it was bleeding that much. <laughs> it's bleeding. 
Wow. Well, welcome back to <laughs> Sam's Bleeding Podcast. <laughs> My God. Welcome back to Sam's Podcast. It's Sam. <laughs> Only me. And he is here to... This podcast wouldn't exist without you. It'd be fine without In me. In general, you it came was, up with this idea. It was my idea, but yeah. still. I wouldn't continue this podcast without you. That'd be stupid. Nah. You could easily find someone to take my place. I pro- I mean, I could, but I wouldn't want to, and I would just do something different. I'm sure you would. I've had a podcast idea, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want another podcast. Watching, Which is unfortunate. Watching... Oh, <laughs> Are you giving me the look over the wings podcast? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, okay. I could do another podcast with you and I wouldn't have a problem. It's, it also it's, would be limited. Be very limited, but Jesus, I'm bleeding like crazy. Uh, I'm just holding a napkin on my forehead while I talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching sequels only. And talking about like, you know. I don't have any many examples, but like, like guessing what the first one's about, like Terminator well, I mean, Two. I might have seen, but yeah, like you only watch. Uh, but I would say only the second one, like. So like Ace Ventura Two, Pet Detective, yeah, Terminator and... Two, Return of the Living Dead Two. There's a bunch of twos, especially in the horror world. Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Yeah, with Back to the Future our President two. Donald Trump. <laughs> All right, I think I'm bleeding less. Welcome back to the podcast. We are listening to Rigor Mortis by the band Rigor Mortis from Forward, Texas. With Michelle and Roger Klotz in the flesh. Hey, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the shit out of Doug when it was on Me Nickelodeon. Too. I watched both. Did you? I mean, if I didn't really have, I had a lot less access to Nickelodeon. I, I watched it probably more Saturday morning network yeah i dropped off when it was on what was it cbs i don't know but i dropped off because i remember like wait they have different clothes on now and some of the voices aren't the same and well i'd go to my mom's house as well and she wouldn't have cable like ever i mean maybe a little bit but i'm thinking when she definitely didn't yeah so the options were you know just to watch the main network like she had an antenna so I could yeah. I could watch like Saturday morning cartoons just because that's what there was to watch. Yeah, that's what I would have done too if I was in your situation. Yeah, I just always grew up with Nickelodeon, which was on Channel Three for the longest time. But it was in the uh, it was like in the Weird Al show days. Oh yeah, you gotta love that show. It was uh, it was great because Hanson was on it once. They were on it once. <laughs> There's a bunch of people that were on that show. Yeah, they were. God damn, it was a good show. That show had such a good theme song that he put it on an album mm-hmm. later like, it was great who does that only the man himself weird out that's it's a plan and he's got it down <laughs> all right he's the parody plan man turns out i should have pooped and during the break it. but we're gonna <laughs> you we're gonna shit before on. we started recording the podcast i know i think i'm finally opening up you know i've been pooping a lot lately do we need to take another break real quick people uh, won't know the difference no it no. would just be like Nope. I mean, if it gets bad <laughs> enough, yeah, but we'll just move on for now. While I'm in a shroud of gloom. <laughs> I can see the pucker from across the room. <laughs> your butthole is clenched and so is your mouth. So, with most of the albums I listen to, I'm gonna put my face did it all sound like the same to you? 
A lot of it did, yeah. Because I can't understand the lyrics. I hate the, the attitude sound. <laughs> to me, it sounds like an attitude. The fake attitude that you bring up almost on every album I listen to. Whether, right? It's not true. It's not almost every album you listen to. Okay, the majority. <laughs> There's just a certain sound where... And I, I think it's in like a, an era of metal or just metal in general, which is one of my least listened to <laughs> genres for sure. Is there an actual metal band that you've ever like liked? Probably not. I can't. All the all the bands, like, the closest like thing would be like and stuff, yeah. But I was not gonna metal. say like House of Change. You can't call metal. No, they're not they have, metal at they all. They have metal aspects sometimes. I mean, but. Soundgarden had metal aspects sometimes, but they also were really light sometimes. Yeah. But I, I also always liked the heavier songs. Like, one of my favorites, um, which, again, Alice in Chains isn't, but Grind was always one of my favorite songs by them, and that has more, even vocally, has more of, like, a screechy, screamy yeah. sound. So, Man, it, so it, yeah, never full-on heavy metal for me, I don't think. Do you find it... Sometimes I think about Soundgarden. I'm like, yeah, they were called grunge and stuff. But he was doing a straight-up, like, 80s metal voice sometimes like i yeah I, don't, I think it's i agree i don't think that they were really grunge i think that they just were different than like it, it was almost not really different i think it was more like a stepping stone between the heavy metal of the 80s the hair metal and shit going into that that change i think that they and then earlier in their career they kind of straddled the line more and then moved more towards grunge yeah. is what it seems like. And it seems like also, even if, if you were just a popular rock band at that time, you were just kind of almost automatically called grunge, especially if you dressed just like sort of normally for the time. Like, yeah, I'm just wearing a flannel shirt. All now suddenly I'm grunge. grunge. All lumberjacks. All lumberjacks were grunge in the 90s. <laughs> I'm a grunge musician and that's okay. Something to high heels all day seriously <laughs> that was a really good version of that thank song you. sam thank you thank you very much i'm a lumberjack and it's okay isn't it a sl- i sleep all night and i work all day yeah i, I think remember. so it's been a long time since i've heard that song all right so, so i far, wear women's shoes <laughs> we've gotten through six wonderful rigor mortis songs. six <laughs> six six Oh, six. They still put out albums, you know. Anvil? Yeah, Anvil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Anvil. (laughs) Anvil was a band. Even after that documentary came out, I was like, I'm going to check out some Anvil. Nope. I've heard so many people talk about the documentary and not their music. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that Anvil documentary, and they talk about that like it's great, but no one is ever like, yeah, Anvil is a great band. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree. It was a very entertaining documentary, but... That documentary was so weird because there's parts of it where you're like, yeah, this is real. And then the other parts, you're like, seems like they're... Ah, six. Seems like they're hamming it up here. You know, it's like they almost went for an angle of let's make this comedic at the same time. It's like Spinal Tap every once in a while. It felt like that. It felt like it was put on more than... It just being full on documentary. Yeah, like they they knew what they were doing. The only parts that ever felt real was like when they were touring in Europe, and they just had some random guy coming up to him, being like, "I can be your promoter." Blah 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 blah. Like, oh yeah, that that feels real. This this feels real and uh, bleak because like there was seven people at that show. It's like, yeah, this is real. And when they got in a fight in the studio, 
that felt real. It's like the drummer was quitting. Mm-hmm. And then the, it just had this air of like, okay, yeah, this part is routine. Like, I bet this happens every time they record an album. But then when he's like showing off his house, he's like, and here's the picture that I drew of a turd in a toilet bowl. I thought you were going to be like baby Jesus. But no, but it was a turd in a toilet bowl. <laughs> a turd in a toilet. Was, it, a good, the, was it good? It was okay. It was like a child drawing. Yeah, it was like a child painting. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like me. I, I do not have very advanced painting skills at all. It looks very elementary. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wouldn't even know how to paint a toilet without, or like draw a toilet without looking at it. I'm that, I lack that much confidence that I would just be like, no. Because I'm going to draw something and it's going to look nothing like it. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just like freeze up. Okay. I got to go put a turd in a toilet bowl because I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> oh. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. I now got the poop out of me. You went up on the stoop and you took a poo. <laughs> you sat down like a clown and you made a brown. <laughs> <laughs> You went squat through your twat. You took a pee. But later you're going to save some more for me. I sat down, hit it. Ah, Sam took a shit, took a shit. Yeah, he did. Sam took a shit. Yeah, he shit. Yeah, he shit. He took a poo, took a poo. I sat down and scat and also took a shit. Didn't like that one? (laughs) I didn't like half of what I did, so I think that it's fine. But, you know. We're back. Let's listen to a song. What do you think? But first. Uh-oh. Did you record you taking a shit? No, I didn't record me taking a shit. I found the footage of the drummer from Anvil's oh, uh, okay. poop painting. His name is Rob Reiner. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Here you go. Dude. Dude. Oh, that looks way better than what I would do. I know. It's, it's better than I remembered. It has a sheen to it. He's like, it has texture. It has texture. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like Charlie with a little bit of Emilio in there. Uh, Emilio! Even though he's not technically a sheen, none of them are technically sheens. Ah, all fake, huh? Sheen is a stage name. Charlie took his dad's stage name. Carlos took his dad's stage name. They're all fucking liars, aren't they? Carlos Estevez. All you Hollywood elite bastards. With your goddamn liberal agendas, tell me how to live my life while power. Speaking of liberal agenda, I didn't get mine this month. Did you get the liberal agenda this month? Mine didn't come. Oh, uh, I'm in a special club of libtard. Oh, so we get ours early. Oh wow! And they never come late. I must not be tarded enough. <laughs> you're not. You're not as. You're not as active as I am. Apparently, I mean that's clear. <laughs> that's pretty fucking clear. All right, you ready to move on? I sure am. Let's go to Die in Pain. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty descriptive of my experience. Song titles. Hilarious. Die in Pain. Poop in Pain. Poop Pain. I can't remember, but I think this is a Casey Orr singing song. He keeps winking at me. Okay, yeah, this is Casey Orr singing. Baptized in blood. Okay, yeah, he does not have a war sound. That's weird because he was literally in war <laughs> and sang some songs. Okay, but I don't get that feeling from him as much. 
I've heard you sing this song. Die in pain. Live by the brain. Die by the same. Were you doing that just to like feel like I know this is cheesy when you sang it to me or is it because you do you feel like any of this is cheesy or do you stand behind this like this is all awesome both okay I, didn't I understand know. and know that it is cheesy but I like it because I mean we were talking about that earlier how there is with movies and music there's this like line being line being written so I didn't know if because some people, even if it's kind of goofy, they only take it seriously. They're like, no. Like, I refuse to do that. I mean, it's it's real to me. 10, 15 years ago, I didn't have the same view. Like, I just was like, oh, he's cool. You know? But as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, this is all ridiculous. But I like it. Like, you got to be ridiculous in some way. So, I mean, ridiculous is my fucking middle name. I like... Ridiculous. Meticulous is my my ridiculous is my middle name. Meticulous and ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I under I know it's cheesy. It's just like with iced earth. I fucking know it's horribly cheesy, but it's a cheese I enjoy. It's not as cheesy as some things. It's not as cheesy as ice as iced earth. No, definitely not. And like live, this would. Live, it wouldn't be cheesy. Live, it would feel like real and raw. I feel like lightning crashing. Sure. I don't get that at all. Oh, that the fucking band. band. <laughs> Man, I wish I could remember the kid's name, but he was like obsessed with my brother because there was a sect of kids that thought Bob was so cool because he stole the pizza car Which and is was like a horrible. rebel. Yeah, I mean, they thought he was cool because he was like a bad kid. And I remember this kid. He, like, wore a live shirt, and he knew that Bob really liked live at that point. And he took me, like, we were on the school bus to go to some place, like a daycare thing. And his mom didn't trust, he was too old to be in daycare, but his mom didn't trust him. Yeah. So she put him in fucking daycare. I remember he got on the bus, and he was like, hey, Zane, sit by me. Okay. And he was like, look what I got. And he pulled out, like, two cigarettes out of his pocket. And I just remember being like... Okay, like I don't, I don't think that's cool. And I remember him being like offended a little bit, and then pretty much stopped talking to me because I wasn't my brother. I didn't act like my brother. I didn't do the things my brother did. I, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to remember that fucking kid's name. I think he ended up being like a real big get in trouble kid. I ended up getting like sent away. I mean, if you're looking up to a guy who stole a fucking pizza car. And got sent away. Yeah. I guess that's what's going to end up happening to you. <laughs> Stole it with a broken leg. He had a broken leg? He had a broken leg. And a broken brain. And I remember when he came back, like his crutch was gone. And he, I think he told, this might be wrong, but I think he told us he threw it out the window <laughs> when he was I don't need to walk. driving the stolen pizza car. That was a fucked up moment. It's, it's weird... There's like three bobs in my mind. Maybe even four. It probably felt panicky at the time, too. Like, oh, fuck, Bob disappeared. Yeah. I, and I, I don't even know how my mom... I mean, imagine being my mom when your son has stolen a car. And I'm sure she chain-smoked like a motherfucker. Been gone for a few days. Like, he just took off. And had a stolen Stole car. cars. Didn't he take the pizza? Yeah, he never delivered bag. the pizza. Well, I meant the money. Yeah, he took the bag of money and he took the pizza. <sighs> At the very same place that I ended up managing 
and he almost didn't hire me at first because he knew who my brother was. And I had to be like, I am not my brother. <laughs> like, we are not the same. We're a lot of the same now. Like, Because there's the four versions of Bob. There was the kid Bob, you know, just happy-go-lucky kid. Then there was teenage rebellion Bob who would shave his whole head except for just his bangs. And he would like put Kool-Aid... He would take Kool-Aid packets and stir it with just like a little bit of water and he would dye his hair with Kool-Aid. So whenever he sweated onto a pillow, it would just come all out on the fucking pillow. Because he didn't wash his hair, I assume. (laughs) I mean, it stayed in a little bit, but it's not fucking hair dye. It's just Kool-Aid. I get it. (laughs) And then there's, let's see, we're up to two Bobs now. (laughs) And then there's like Addict Bob. Yeah. Which... uh, so far, two of the bobs that I don't like. <laughs> and now there's family man, good dad. Working out. Bob that I fucking love. Strong man Bob. Yeah, yeah. Like, it goes to show you that, like, turmoil in your life and drug addiction can just make you a completely different person. And I'm so glad he's off of that shit. Yeah. Because he's fucking hilarious. And he ha- he's just more sensitive than you are, too. You're You're pretty... You are more over the line of being insensitive. Yeah. And he is just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's too sensitive. I just think that he has always been more in touch with his feelings. A lot of guys don't reach that until they're older. I think when it comes to emotionally, even though most people don't know how to manage their emotions, but he was more in tune with them. I I don't know if that would be maturity or not, but he, he was, uh, he definitely acted out. He acted out and he was, uh, what do you call it? Diagnosed as like manic there for a while. Like up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was caused by drug use or it was just exacerbated. It can be brought on by, by drug, drug use. use yeah. But he's... Uh, and just dealing with having so much pressure and then being in the car wreck with your dad that eventually... Killed my dad. His, his life, yeah, and him that's not the, being. That's the other thing too. He was much older than me when my dad died, so it's almost like with him, it broke him in a way of like my whole fucking world is gone now. And he had so much pressure from your dad. Your dad was really fucking hard on yeah, him, from what everyone says. Yeah. So like. So then he definitely acted out. But in the way it affected me was like, like it broke him in a I'm gonna act out, I'm super emotional way. It broke me in like a well now what the fuck matters like. Yeah. I, okay. Well, cool. I'm sorry you're sad. Like, I'm not good with empathy. I think, I mean, you're good with me, but you also aren't, you give me space. I think I'm, I'm sympathetic. I'm not empathetic. I'm sympathetic in a way that, like, I know that you're upset. And you care about and me. And I care about you, but I'm not empathetic in, like, the way that I'm feeling your sadness. Yeah, that's like that true. just doesn't happen. It's just not in me. Like I understand the right and wrongs of life. I just don't necessarily feel it. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I didn't feel things as much as I do because I like I I just shared a picture of that Elijah McLean kid the other night or whatever. Is and that the violin cat kid? Yeah. Okay. And literally had tears in my eyes as I was posting it because. Of like it's just such a, an insanely heavy, sad situation. And you felt empathy. I do, yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel I feel real empathy, and I I, I cry for people, and it it, it sounds stupid because it's I don't like it sob, but like when people hurt and when people go through real injustices, 
it, it breaks my heart. It always has. I think that's a good quality. Now, obviously, a person can be too empathetic where it just ruins their life when someone else's life is ruined. And then they, like, impose their opinion, like, or, like, force that on other people. Yeah, and be like, yeah, I'm a can. mess. I'm emotional. Blah. Yeah. Like, I don't do that. But I do. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I wish I had more empathy. I wish I did feel more like that person's sadness is affecting me. Now, I'm glad that I'm not super empathetic at all because I would hate to, I would hate for someone else's mood to change my mood. That part really fucking sucks. (laughs) Because I, especially like when my sister lived here and it was nothing against her, but she's always been one of the more important people in my life. One of the closer people in my life. So like I took a lot of that shit on emotionally when she was upset or hurting I would feel that pain and it would depress the shit out of me and stuff as well. Just because that's just who I am. Yeah. And, it, and I know she would kind of feel bad about it sometimes that it would like affect me, but it's like, it's also just, I've just always been like that. I, when I was a kid, I met a landlady one time and then found out that she died months later and <laughs> yeah. cried. Wow. Yeah. That would never, I would never do that. And my dad like knew that I, it was going to affect me sort of thing because that's just, I've just always, been sad with loss and i i knew that she like loved her husband and she had like all these pictures of him in her house and she like but i also still believed in like religion and stuff so i also thought like she gets to be with her husband again and it was this, like it was yeah. a whole a whole mess of, of emotions it. and i'm yeah and i'm like 12 <laughs> and shouldn't be feeling all of that but i did yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of myself in your situation of hearing the, this landlady died i would just be like all right. No, my, my, Can I keep playing video games now? <laughs> my face was in my hands. I was in the backseat. I, I remember being told. My dad was driving. It was night. I was sitting behind him in the backseat. And I put my head into my hands and just started crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> <when> he told me. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> that boggles my mind. <laughs> I've just always been like that. All right. Well, let's move on to vampire. <laughs> I'm a feeler. Speaking That's of feeler. a good feeler, thing, though. Like, it's good... I think you have a good amount of it. Because I'm still an asshole and can be insensitive with but other you can, things. You can also, like, get over it. Oh, yeah. We know, like, some people that, like, their third cousin can get diagnosed with cancer, and then suddenly they're, like, a fucking wreck for a month. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would be like, I have a third cousin? I'd be like, <laughs> that really sucks. But I'd be like, that sucks for anybody. Yeah. There's a fine. I don't feel like that for everybody. I am also insensitive to some, to quite a lot as well. It's a real fine line, which probably makes me look hypocritical and hard to understand. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Typical woman. Typical human. Yeah. We're all fucking difficult and ridiculous. It's true. It's very true. Listen to Mike Scaciago. Yeah, this is a very heavy, heavy song. I think like. Yeah, it just has a lot of energy right in your face. Fucking thrash beat. And more so than the beginning, because the beginning was like a heavy instrumental, but this is kicked up a lot. At least if my memory serves me well. And it usually doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Those are such cool lyrics, man. (laughs) Black is the night, full is the moon. (laughs) I, 
It's funny because you better hide because I will find me. Fifteen through twenty-four, twenty-six years old would have written lyrics like that. You do not want to ever know the poems and shit I wrote when I was a depressed teenager. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. Now I write. It wasn't even this creative. Now if I have to write like lyrics for Rabbit Badger Blowjob, band I do vocal vocals for, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen, I'm sure. I write them from an almost like side view. Like the side side boob? Yeah, like I write it from side boob where I, like like, I put myself in a place of where that person would be emotionally and I write what they would be feeling about themselves. Like I wrote a song one time that Kent read and he was like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, it's just a song, man. Does it send me gold? Huh? Does it send me gold? It might have been. Yeah, I think it was. But yeah, send me gold. It's about like hand me stuff and I'll ruin everything. That's not how I feel. In fact, I'm quite pompous. I'm like, you want it done, give it to me. (laughs) Yep. And then I finish it about eighty percent. I wouldn't even say that because I could also ask you to do something that you agreed to do for two months and you just won't fucking do it. <laughs> but then even after I bring it up, you spend the entire rest of the day working on the thing that you decided to do that day. No, it's the thing that I decided to do months ago and just now got around to it. So I'm also procrastinating my stuff. Your stuff isn't on a time limit like ours. <laughs> the next project is next. It's next. It needs to start soon. It's going to. And it needs to co-mingle. It doesn't have... You could just do a little bit and get it to me. You guys will eventually know what we're talking about. It's about... We have a 100 episode coming up, and I've... Very soon. <laughs> I've been asking Sam for a while now to put something together that he agreed to so I could do the rest of the work, and he's, uh, he's cutting my time short, so maybe the end product won't be so great. Or maybe he'll have to help me with what I was all going to take on on myself. That's fine. I like doing stuff. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah! I like doing imagine, stuff. Yeah. Imagine if I didn't have a fucking job. I could get a lot of stuff done. It would still be the stuff that you choose to do. That might be the case, but at least it would be more. <laughs> more on. Ooh! Oh, when I release this next thing, the thing that we're talking about that I worked on instead of the thing you wanted me to, it's one of the dumbest fucking the thing things I've ever done in my to. life. I know it is what it is, and you guys don't. In my face! I'm so tough! I don't fuck around! As I was listening to this album uh, to prepare for the podcast, I was like, oh, Michelle's gonna shit all over these vocals. And I understand. It makes sense. My God. You will rot! I mean, this isn't even the worst of it. It's just, it's just in one of the many veins of things that I dislike about metal. I, as I was listening to it, it's all I thought about. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, Michelle's gonna hate this. Michelle's not gonna like this. Oh, Michelle's not gonna want to hear this again. That's correct. <laughs> all right, let's move on to such a good fucking song, Rian. Oh, not only a good song, but a fucking excellent movie. Is Re- it based? Does it have anything to do with the movie? Has everything to do with the movie? Well, I mean, it's not that one song. What one song? Reanimate your feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that. But well, I mean, like, was this on the soundtrack and stuff? No. 
None of these. Oh, it's inspired by. Yeah. It's, I okay. mean, most of these songs are uh, a Wizard of Gore is a fucking horror movie. It's just called Wizard of Gore. Okay. All right. Demons is you. a horror movie. Demons is something. Re- yeah, that's what it was. Demons is something. <laughs> Reanimator. Reanimate me. Ah! I mean, that's a clip from fucking Reanimator. <laughs> Now, it doesn't seem like a lot of thrash metal and death metal songs because there's a lot of death metal songs, a lot of death metal bands. It's, it has a really thick punk tie-in. Yeah, this does, for sure. But what I was going to say is there's a lot of death metal bands that their whole basis is horror movies. And, like, there's a band called Mortician. Every fucking song is about some horror movie. They'll put, like, minute-and-a-half-long clips from the movie before the song starts. Is that considered a tired trend of there being, like, a gang or a gaggle or a herd or whatever the fuck you'd call a group of metal bands that... I like to call them a murder. That makes sense. Uh, That... I mean, mean, it's definitely a reoccurring theme in metal. And having an interest in horror movies and kind of even referencing them, maybe. I mean, even fucking Les Claypool... Yeah. Reference is a, a metal, not a metal, a metal movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh well, I mean, Wes likes fucking horror movies, but he didn't let it take over. So yeah, like the bands that actually like dedicate their shit to mostly talking about movies and stuff. Yeah, are you, what were you asking though? Like, is is that an actual? You said, like, are people being tired of it? Yeah, I mean, because it, it seems like it is an actual kind of, like, theme for some bands. Not Maybe not, like, a lot, but for at least bands to talk about horror movies, it seems to be a thing. Is it considered more like a tired thing, or is it something that's just, like, part of metal? Well, it is a part of metal, but it seems like bands from the early 80s and 90s, and I'm, I'm not saying that they don't exist still today... They seem to straight up just be like, we're going to talk about the movie like completely and we're going to reference things from the movie. We're going to almost explain the movie. Whereas I think eventually it took an approach of like, I'm going to put myself in the head of this one character and I'm going to write the emotion that the character is feeling. I'm not going to reference anything. I'm not going to be like, reanimate, reanimate me. I'm going to just talk about like, the desolate feelings of I'm going to die. I guess I wonder how often people are taking their subject matter. Like you said, that you write from other people's perspectives that are definitely not your own. I wonder how many people do just get their ideas from like movies and character personalities and stuff that aren't theirs. I'm sure a lot. I mean, I wrote a song once that was me being a character from Evil Dead but never explicitly saying anything from the Evil Dead, just talking about the horrors of all of my friends are dead and coming after me now. Yeah. I never said, like, Necronomicon or anything like that. I just talked about the emotion. But, I mean, there's still bands that are straight up like, reanimate, uh, reanimate me, or mm-hmm. talk about Trioxin 45, and which is from Return of the Living Dead. Like it's, it's, they still exist, but it can be tiresome. But I'll say this. People who listen to death metal almost exclusively, they're obviously okay with hearing the same thing 
over and over and over and over I mean, again. Because it seems to be, a th- I mean, it's a theme that people, like it seems like horror movies and metal definitely overlap for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I think it's because if you like, especially underground metal, you've already got the feeling of, I like things that the normal people don't like. It's also that punk mentality. Yeah. Here's other things that normal people don't like. Oh, we're going to be is nude. Like, we're going to say bad things. Yeah. We're going to. And this is a, like, oh, I love wearing my shirt with a rotting zombie on it. Well, this movie just has 20 rotting zombies in it. So why and aren't gonna the fuck I going to like it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they do kind of go hand in hand, but. Reanimate your meat. I do personally get tired of bands that just literally talk about only horror movies and almost just tell the story of it and don't really like don't really take an artistic approach at it like there's this uh song that came out lately i'm not gonna say the band's name and i can't remember anything from it but it was about hellraiser and the guy literally just the lyrics were just quotes from the fucking movie he would be like demons to some angels to others and like i mean spoiler here people I've written two songs because I'm trying to write like a little demo that's all based off of Hellraiser. (laughs) But none of it's like I'm quoting the movie. I'm not sitting there like uh, just taking exact lines from it because I think that's fucking lazy and sort of cheap. Quoting it? Just taking direct quotes and maybe you can take one. Are you saying that you more paraphrase? I more go, like I said earlier, like I'm saying the emotion of the character that's involved. Like, say Frank, for instance. Like, I was writing an Uncle Frank song. I don't talk about, like, I don't say, like, come to daddy or anything like that. I talk about how I have gotten to the point where regular pleasures of this world do not do anything for me. And I just talk about, like, being so far gone from regular ideas of pleasure like it's just taking little sections from the movie and expanding on it and thinking of it in an emotional way instead of just there's a box some chains and hooks look that guy has pins in his head that just gets boring to me so yeah by the way that'll never be finished because i've started a million things and they never get finished we have one more song we have one more song slow death looks like Rigor mortis is setting in. Yeah! Fucking Return of the Living Dead, baby. We got a quote at the end, too. Really? I don't remember the one at the end. And I've listened to this album countless times. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought there was. Seems like Return of the Living Dead, since we watched it, has taken over the podcast. (laughs) For you. I'm fine with that. I'm going to start a... This is me starting things that I'm never going to do again. I'm going to start a podcast where I watch Return of the Living Dead every week for a year. And I just find weird new... Like, so you're going to just talk about the same movie stuff. every single fucking week? You ever heard of those podcasts? They're like torture casts? Yeah, but they have like multiple people, so they have multiple opinions at least. Not just one person talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd get uh, Rob Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, heaven! <laughs> These vocals are hilarious. Like, 
the Batman starts to play! It's definitely heavy. It's fucking awesome. And I'll never get to see these guys live. I mean, with two fucking members dead, you're done. Two out of how many? Four? Four. I think the, maybe the other two guys were uh, not the main guys, but yeah. Mike Scascia, Scascia, however you say it. He he was. Him and Bruce Corbett were fucking rigor mortis. Oh, and uh, Casey Orr. I don't think rigor mortis ever played without Casey Orr. Not sure. I met Casey Orr twice. Doing the old go to you the. You met him once and then saw him again. No, I met him twice. Oh well, okay, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I've talked to him twice. In the, you know, I'm going to the back of the venue to wait for Guar to come out and just talk to whoever I can. I miss those fucking days. There's not really that much of a scene like that anymore, is there? Or can you still do stuff like that? You can still do stuff like that. I guess with with metal it's different. Oh yeah, because it's just usually smaller. Yeah, smaller venues. venues and like stuff. you can't if it's at a festival or something like that, unless they're walking around. Yeah, which happened with me at a festival in Guar too, because yeah. I knew what they looked like. So, and they could often walk around because like, people don't recognize them without their stuff on. But nerds like me definitely do. So I just. Hunt him down. <laughs> See, fucking. Hey, look, it's. I can't remember his name. Brad Roberts, the drummer. Hey, Brad, how are you? And he's like, Oh god, this fucking nerd kid he's again. He's like, Hey, man, this this kid's crazy. There was a point where three of the members of Guar knew my fucking name, and it made me such a happy boy. I remember one time, one of the slaves came out on stage while I was getting slaves? raped. Yeah. While you were getting raped? No. Before the show, they were setting it up, and his name is Matt McGuire. And he looked over, and he saw me front row, and he went on stage. Oh, hey, Sam! And I just—I remember like ten people looking over at me, like, "How the fuck does he know who this guy is?" And I remember being like, "Hey, Matt!" <laughs> just thinking hey, I buddy. was the coolest person there. Yeah, there was another quote, but I think that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Another fucking classic, which we will be watching eventually. I can't believe it's been taking this long. It's almost like Black Sabbath. There's so many artists that I'm surprised that you haven't given me. Well, fuck, I don't even think of them, so if you want to throw them at me. <laughs> I have. Black Sabbath? <laughs> that has happened. Iron Maiden? Have we done Iron Maiden? I don't think we have. Oh, I don't fucking remember at this point. With Judas Priest, we've done. We have. <laughs> it's warm in here. Yeah, it's really fucking hot. It sucks. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah, this is this is like excuse me, it's probably gonna smell like food again. Um, this is an important thrash metal album. I've seen like current thrash guys or thrash guys from the early two thousands being like saying in interviews like, yeah, Rick and Mortis is one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, they're why I play like this. Yeah. But for some reason, this album just wasn't huge. I mean, I can understand because of the production quality and just it's not the type of music to break the mainstream barrier at all. Yeah. Which is, again, why I understand why Pantera was definitely the 
that definitely took over. Yeah. Like, while it's still metal, there's still way more, like, socially. Well, not in a social. White power! Yeah, not in that way, but, like, uh, <laughs> Like, you could play Cemetery Gates for somebody who didn't like metal, and they might be like, oh, he's got a pretty voice. You play any song from this album, and people are going to be like, it's beautiful. No thanks. But, yeah, there was three movie quotes in that. The rigor mortis one at the beginning. The middle one talking about Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Master, and then another Texas Chainsaw Master one at the end. It's all in the meat. It is. Which is people. And the, the tenderizing. Yeah, people are very tender. Especially when you hammer their brains. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Texas Chainsaw Master? Yes, <laughs> of course I have. You have? Uh-huh. With me? Yes. I don't remember this. And the, the original? second one multiple times. I know you've seen the second one. Yes, I've seen the original with you. Hmm. Oh, for sure. So, Sam. Yep. That's the album. Yep. We are to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Oh, questions. Uh-huh. You came and you gave with that taking. Uh-huh. And I sent you away your questions. Uh-huh. Asking a question or two, yeah. Ooh, Damn, that was gorgeous. So, Sam, why did you choose this? Uh, because we watched Return of the Living Dead, and it reminded me of Rigor Mortis when he says the Rigor Mortis line. I was like, ooh, Rigor Mortis, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And there it was. That's why I chose it. All right. And what do you think I thought when you said, Michelle, Rigor Mortis? Ah, fuck, another metal band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty accurate. I'd say that's really accurate. <laughs> Because I think I said something like that. Like, it's always just a horror movie or a fucking metal, usually metal or punk. Yep. Or, or a mixture of both. That's me. That's who you are. <laughs> it makes sense. But you could diversify. Just letting you know. You could diversify. <laughs> I do diversify, motherfucker. No. Oh, you don't listen to metal. <laughs> because that's the one thing that, oh, man, it makes me think that instead of giving you what I'm going to give you, I should go hard. Dive pit, there's, I'll say this. I bet there's almost every genre that I listen to one artist in, at least. Okay. Rap, NWA, country, Hank 3. You don't listen to Hank 3 still? I, I don't listen to a lot of things still, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Hank 3. Uh, R&B. Okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> uh... You're going to keep going on this? Latin. Uh, Do you really want it? Do you really yeah. want Ricky it? Ricky Martin. Yes, I love Ricky Here Martin. Here we go. Ole, ole, ole. Go, go, go. Ole, ole, ole. Pour some wax on me in this music video. Ow, it hurts. Ole, ole, ole. What music video was that where he gets wax poured on him? That's Living La Vida Loca. Living La Vida Loca. She's in superstition. <laughs> Black cats and voodoo dolls. 
I feel a premonition that girl's gonna make me fall. She make you take your clothes off and go <laughs> dancing in, in the rain. rain. She'll make you live the crazy life. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? She'll make you live the crazy life because she's crazy. I guess. And she'll pour wax on your chest. She'll burn both <laughs> of your breasts. Come on. Come on. Okay, so um Yes. How many times did you listen to this, Sam? In preparation for this podcast, I listened to this five times. Oh, I forgot about it until Saturday night. I got two listens in on Sunday and one today. So I'm at my minimum and that's all I'm giving it because I'm a bitch. Um, I'm a bitch. So least and most favorite songs. These are definitely shots in the dark. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's a shot in the dark for me to guess for you too. Do you just want to skip that whole? No, because I wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, God damn it, I did work. <laughs> I made the effort, so I'm gonna make you do equal effort. Okay. My guess, even though again based on song? based on nothing, okay. yeah, my guess that your least favorite song is. Oh, I wrote that on the wrong spot. Well, shit. Maybe I'm not so confident. Let me have another look real quick. All right. I'm just gonna guess something. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm just gonna guess. You probably guess just by the title. Things I'm least into. Out of all that. Uh oh. I was gonna say vampire, right? Bingo. Okay, because that's what I was gonna say, and then you said that. I was like, wait a second. Okay. I mean, I still like the song a lot, but just doesn't stick in my head. The biggest thing that sticks in my head is the beginning with uh, Casey Orr doing the bass. But yeah, bingo, Michelle. Bingo, bango. So now I gotta guess, what's your least favorite? I don't know. Dying Pain? No. What's your least favorite? It's Reanimator. What? Oh my god. My heart hurts right now. It's... <laughs> God damn it! I would have never guessed reanimate me. Reanimate me. So if you want to know, it was between three songs initially because I was like, it's this song as I was listening to it today, and I was like, well then maybe it's this song. Oh well then maybe it's this song. So <laughs> the songs that I actually wrote down was body bodily dismemberment, wizard of gore. Which really, I don't think bodily dismemberment fit into it as of this listen. I think it, it would have been between Wizard of Gore and Reanimator. These are all three songs I fucking love. I think Reanimator <laughs> was cheesier. Yeah, therefore better. <laughs> all right. Moving on to... Reanimate Defeat. Uh, moving on to... Most favorite, most favorite song. Now this, again, shot in the dark, but I'm to blame. I'm going to guess Die in Pain. <laughs> 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 That's what I guess for you. Yeah, for my uh, least, but I'm guessing for your most. No, nope. I have no idea. I just remember you're, you singing that you're song. You're incorrect, because my favorite song is fucking Reanimator. <laughs> Fuck, this song's awesome. Oh, he will give them life, Reanimator. Reanimate me. I could just look at Adam and go. Reanimator! And then I don't go, reanimate me! <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking cheesy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking love it. There's another song you didn't have to listen to called Foaming at the Mouth that would have contended it. But the, the lyrics are literally, <laughs> I'm foaming at the mouth! Now I foam at the mouth! 
did it sound as jolly and fucking English as that sounded like yeah, coming out I'll of play you? it for you really quick. I'm foaming out the mouth. From the mouth, down south. Yeah, I fucking love it. I can. Those are two songs I can just say to Adam. I'm foaming. <laughs> At the mouth, now I foam. So, <laughs> um, so it's about werewolves. What do you think my most favorite song is? Uh, probably "Welcome to Your Funeral." Yep. Because there's no vocals on it. <laughs> Sorry, blast the ears out of now. But it's also not as heavy as it eventually gets. It's almost more doomy in the beginning. Yeah, yeah it's it's more mellow. Yeah, and that's really why I like it it's more. Not as speed driven. No, it's got more like music to it. Uh huh. <laughs> it has a little more of a groove, so that's why I say that you are correct. Yeah, well, I got one. Yeah, and I got one as well. Yes, you did. All right. Now, how old were you when you first started listening to this? You said earlier. Oh, I'm going to say like 19. Okay. Yeah, because you gave a time, an age range. And how did you originally feel when you first heard it? Loved it. From the get up and go. Yeah, from the get up and go. It it had everything that I was into at that point. Like, I'm fucking obsessed with horror movies. It, you, had, you were angsty? This, it, I mean... You're more of an angsty Yeah, but I, I don't like then. the word angst because every time I hear the word angst, I think like emotional like oh the world doesn't like me it was more just like oh i thought you'd think more like a shit starter i think more yeah that i was definitely i think more just like more of like the rebellion mentality against like authority and things like that that yeah. you kind of have in your young adulthood that i think a lot of people have where they're just kind of like fuck this like i'm figuring this shit out on my own don't tell me what to do yeah that's definitely and it still exists but mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you also were more critical of things that you didn't like because you were you held on stronger to the things that you did like as you were like really forming who you were as an adult yeah and we're kind of like smart you're stupid and yeah <laughs> and then i adopted some of that when i got with you and then you chilled out and then i chilled out <laughs> good this is not a good mentality to, it's mentality not at all. to have when you have that mentality, it's like everyone you meet, you're just immediately like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> and I still have it. I, I just, I still, I still get that original, look at this fucking idiot. But then I go, Sam, stop thinking like that. But it's always, for me, I just always, it's the thing, how I feel with my mom and how I feel with a lot of people. Like, you just have to remember that they're human beings as well and they're doing whatever because they feel a way even if they're not even if like they're wrong it's still their right i guess to be whatever i guess <laughs> i know it sucks i don't feel confident in saying this but i don't feel good about it i feel confident in it um <clears throat> would you recommend this today to metalheads yeah okay. absolutely i think it's a solid fucking album i think if you like thrash metal and death metal nowadays you should learn your roots and rigor mortis is your fucking roots Okay. But I mean, someone like you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's good because I'm never going to listen to this. I, I again. knew that. Not I knew once. that when I gave it to you last week. So we're done with the questions, and I have actually chosen. I, I've put three albums on the line oh. for this. On the line. And this could go in so many different ways, but I think I'm going to go with what I decided before the podcast. Okay. This is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and say it, easy peasy for you. Oh, sweet. An easy peasy week. It's something we haven't listened to in a while. 
We? Oh, so it's something I already... It's something that you are familiar with oh, as well as me. Wow, I'm interested. Pretty goddamn fucking familiar, I would say. Oh. We are going to... Talking about, you know, like, backbone, foundation, whatever with music, like, starting somewhere, okay. you know, things like that. We are going to listen to... The Motor Booty Affair oh, by Parliament. I was just getting ready to say, is it Parliament? It's fucking Parliament. Yeah, you just want to, after we get this done, you just want to record <laughs> right after this? No, because it's after 9.30 on yeah, a Monday. That's true. <laughs> it's late. Yeah. You already took the words out of my mouth, but I got to say it because it's my tagline. Easy peasy. All right. Well, thank you very much. Are we done? Are we done? We're finished. All right. So I'm thank- going to play us a classic song. <clears throat> Like careless whisper or some shit. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw the eyes. We're going out with a fucking banger. We've we've listened to this on the podcast as well in the past. We have. Uh huh. Oh well, well. It was one. It was Everyone, a- get ready because it's time to reanimate your feet. Yeah. Uh. All right. Thanks for listening. Oh, I'm not stopping this song for a while. That's fine. I'm getting the fuck out of here. All I'm right. hot. I'm going to make everyone listen to this song. You're going to re- reanimate their meat. I don't know how it's been so long. Maybe I'm not leaving yet. What you like? This is the best part. Let me give you some green color and you will ask for more. Say that you've never felt this way before Party without limits Have sex and don't be blue Freedom is eternal for you You, you Move your dead bones, bones, bones Bye, everyone dead bones, bones, bones The secret will keep you alive Reanimate your feet Bones, 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 bones